Hello, everyone. I'm Brad Gray, and welcome to the Teaching Series Podcast. I am a follower of Jesus, and I find the Bible to be absolutely amazing and love helping people experience it anew. Because in my 12 plus years of teaching the Bible professionally, I've learned that most of us have never been taught how to engage the Bible the way it was intended in its original context, and we are missing out on so much. Because when the biblical text is set in its context, it becomes more relevant, compelling, and transformational than we ever imagined. My desire is for all people to experience the Bible this way and to see Jesus at the center of it all. It's to this end that I created the teaching series, which is a weekly video series that explores some aspect of the Bible in its original context and then talks through how we can apply it well to our own context. This podcast is the audio version of those highly visual video teachings, which can be found at walkingthetext.com. So if you find an episode particularly helpful, I'd encourage you to check out the video version as well. And please feel free to rate and review this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and let's jump into the episode. Friends, hello there, and welcome to another summer episode in the teaching series. Summer episode in two facets. One, uh, it's a one-off teaching. We've been doing these individual teachings throughout a good portion of the summer. And the Tuesday after Labor Day is when we're going to launch our next series. So next week we'll have another single episode not connected to a series. And then after that, we're going to jump into a series. And summer on the second kind of level, which is it is hot here in the Nashville area. The insects are out, so this is not like a fuzz problem with the mic is that these critters are noisy. Um, But as you will see, we needed to do this outside today. So all of that to say is I am super, super stoked about this episode. This has been so much fun putting together. And my hope is, is that every episode I put together is fun for me to put together and fun for you to engage. But this one was was actually really, really cool to put together. Um, And you'll find out here in a few moments. so I want to look at a passage in Acts chapter 20, verse 35. So Paul is speaking to elders from Ephesus. These are friends. These are people that he has known really well. And he is having this conversation in the midst of it. He quotes words of Jesus and he quotes Jesus as having said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, this does not show up in the Gospels. Paul is not drawing this from the Gospels. He's drawing this from some other material that he has. But it's Jesus through and through, right? I mean, Jesus' entire life was about giving and serving and loving people well. And Paul goes, yeah, at one point he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, Paul is most likely speaking Greek to the elders at this point. Uh, Luke, who is recording this in Acts, is definitely recording this in Greek. But what I want to do is I want to show you what the Hebrew word to give means. Not the Greek, but going further back to the Hebrew, because this would have informed Jesus's theology. This would have informed Paul's theology and And Jesus would have been fluent in Hebrew and, um, you know, and so giving this idea would have been, you know, in the backdrop for him as well. And so the word to give in Hebrew is the word natan. 
Now in Hebrew, there are 22 consonants. There are no vowels, but I have supplied the vowel sounds here in the transliterated English here of the word Natan so that you can see that. And also, um, with Hebrew, you read right to left, and the word Natan is just three letters. It's Nun Tav Nun. And yes, I know for those of you who speak Hebrew that this should be a final noon, but I did this so that everybody can see this is the exact same you know, letter in Hebrew at the beginning and at the end. And so for those of you who don't speak Hebrew, when you have a noon at the very end of a word, they call it a final noon, which means that you stretch it down and you take this piece off and that's all fun technical stuff. So there's another wrinkle for your brain today. But here's the idea behind this word Natan in Hebrew is that Hebrew is a very visual language. It's a, it's a verbal based language, means all the words are, are based on verbs and so it stresses action. So there are visual components, there are action components, but the other thing is is that words actually, some of the words represent truth and reality in life as well. So for example, what do you notice about this word? Yeah, you'll notice it's a palindrome. And for those of you who are like, well, I don't know what a palindrome is. What's a palindrome? A palindrome is a word that reads the same four words as it does backwards. So Natan is the exact same, Natan forward and Natan backwards. It is a palindrome. And so what's so cool about this is the idea here of to give is that when you give, you also receive. Now, you intuitively already understand this. I mean, how many of you have done something where you said, well, I set out to help someone or I went on a mission trip in order to give of my time and my talents and, and I got more out of it, I think, than they even did, right? We understand this nature of that when we give, we also receive. Now, here's, here's, the, here's part of the point is we don't give in order to receive. That's giving with an agenda and that's not really love and that's not really serving, and that's not really giving in the purest form. We don't give in order to get, but when we do give, we also receive. And Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive, but we also recognize that there is an incredible amount of joy that's available to us when we give, we also receive. Another way I was thinking about this recently was that my, um, my kids uh, recently got this what's called a zip chip and you can get this at zipchipsports.com and no I do not get a commission on this. But this is uh, obviously a small disc, it's rubber, it's pliable and we have been playing with this like every single day since we got it a couple of weeks ago. And what it is, is that it functions like a Frisbee, but you don't throw it like this. You actually throw a sidearm and you snap your wrist and this thing just takes off. It's so cool to see it coming at you. So I'm gonna see if I can get this close to coming at you uh, without like ruining the day by taking out the camera. But here's the idea, it's a sidearm, it's a snap, and you just take it, <sighs> it was like that close. Oh my goodness, that was a little closer than I wanted it to be. But there you go, now you just had an experience with the zip chip.
Now, with a zip chip or a Frisbee, like when you throw it in order to play, in order to enjoy, you also need somebody on the other end to send it back to you. But there is actually one thing that functions like a Frisbee or a zip chip, you throw it the exact same way, that functions differently. And that is a boomerang. Now I have been out here trying to get this thing to come back to me. Like I've almost broken a couple of windows and no, this is not my house, but we're in my neighborhood right now. It's just actually more quiet here, um, even though all the nature sounds are extremely loud. Um, and so I'm not gonna actually throw this because I can't get it to come back. But in theory, a boomerang, when you throw it, if you throw it correctly, it will come back to you. And I was sharing this concept of Natan with my dad a while ago, and he's like, it's kind of like a boomerang. And it made such an impact on him, he actually got a boomerang and put Natan on it. And so I've got this in my house, and it's just a visual reminder that when you give, you also receive. And again, Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. We don't give in order to get, but it is a byproduct because that's how God has created the world to function. And friends, this is the essence of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, that Jesus's entire life was about giving, was about serving. In fact, at one point, Jesus said the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so being a follower of Jesus is about how do we give our time, right? We give um, our, our energy, we give financially, we give expertise-wise, we give experiences. Like there's all these different ways that we can give and serve people well. And we want to be walking that out because that's what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Now, because this is the way of Jesus, we've talked about this a lot on the teaching series. Um, one teaching in particular, we talked about to live is to give. We talked about like that's the essence of to live is that we want to be giving. And if you haven't watched that episode, if you haven't seen it in a while, I'd really encourage you to go back to it. In fact, I'll link it at the bottom of this teaching at walkingthetext.com. But I've been thinking more and more about, so how do we give well? Like, how do we walk out this way of Jesus even deeper in our lives? And then I had a conversation about four weeks ago. And it was at a workshop. So part of my world, a small part of my world, is I work with a company called StoryBrand. And we help companies and organizations clarify their message so that their audiences will engage. And most business leaders and people who run businesses or organizations struggle to clearly communicate what they do, why it matters, and how they want people to take action. So we teach them how to do that. So I do these private workshops around the country. They're two-day deals with an entire company or organization. But every other month or so, we have this massive live workshop in Nashville. So rather than working like with a ton of people from a company or organization, one or two people from that company or organization will show up in Nashville, about 200, 250 leaders from all over the country and all over the world who gather. And I get to coach at this event, and I typically get about 12 people. So there's this long table of 12 and as the participants come in they don't know you know what's going on they just find a place to sit it's just open seating but where they sit they're there for the next two days and when they sit in my section I get to come to them and say hey you know my name is Brad and I get to coach you over the next two days tell me a little bit about you know where you're coming from and so I came up to these two gentlemen I saw that they were part of the gathering and I said where are you guys coming from 
And they said, we're from Orlando. I was like, oh man, like there's a really great church there, Discovery Church. I get to teach there several times a year. Some of my best friends are in the Orlando area. And I said, you know, what are you connected to? And they said, Disney. And I said, of course, uh, of course you are. And they said, well, not like in that way. Our organization, which is called The Gathering, serves people who work at Disney. And so clearly, nonprofit organization and a Christian organization. And this was fun for me to go, so tell me more about this. And they said, well, there's a number of things that we do. And we're trying to get all of our things kind of clarified. That's why we're here for the workshop. But the two big things we do is this. One is you have all of these cast members, the people that work at Disney, who come from all over the United States and in some cases all over the world, particularly those who are at Epcot. And they said that they come and they're serving and, you know, they're, they're working their tail end off, right? And they're either there for an internship or for a specified period of time, or maybe they actually are employed. And they work all these odd hours and they can't get into any consistency when it comes to either attending a church service or just being fed spiritually. And we provide those avenues for them. And so they walked me through how they did it. And so they're helping them, you know, find community and small groups and study the Bible and have these really great, you know, experiences while they're at Disney. The other aspect they said is we give families ideas for how they can serve the cast members when they go to Disney. And I heard them say that. And I've, uh, my family and I, we've been to Disney, right? It's really expensive and it's the most amazing experience, but it's very expensive. And you spend all of these months planning and getting fast passes and you're organizing the days and you're trying to figure out when do you need breaks and you don't want your kids just like losing it on you because you spend a lot of time and energy and you want to make sure that you maximize the time but not overwork them. You're not thinking about other people. And they said, but that's what we help people do. And I go, why? Why do you do that? And they say, because we have found that when families do small, random acts of kindness with the cast members, it accentuates their experience at Disney. And we continue to help them to understand the way of Jesus never takes a break. And it's very life-giving to live this out on a day-to-day -day basis, even when you're taking your family to Disney. And I was like, okay, you're getting me hooked now. And they said, here's, here's our idea, to serve those who serve you. And I was like, that is a sticky statement. That is something that will help people. And I said, okay, uh, this is amazing. So I helped them over the two days and just recently I contacted them and said, all right, this thing has messed with me in such a great way and I wanna do a whole teaching series episode on it. Can I get your permission? Can I use that thing as my title for the teaching? And they said, yes, absolutely. So I got permission for all of this and I said I would link their website underneath the video at walkingthetext.com. And they said, fantastic, just let your audience know that it's a work in progress. You know, we've just got some initial stuff up. We're getting ready to redo everything based on, you know, the two days that we had with you and StoryBrand and the rest of the teaching team there. Um, and so just know that it's, it's in progress. But I said to them, I said, this is huge, not only for Disney, but just for life in general. And they said, we know our ministry is first and foremost to Disney. And so when I contact them a couple days, I said, well, I want to get this out to my community because this is huge. And friends, this idea has really helped me to go deeper in how I love and serve people. 
Because I don't know about you, but when I'm in these environments where I am paying people to serve me, i.e. flight attendants on planes, um, waitresses and waiters at restaurants, um, you know, you, you know, we recently, you know, went to the, the Williamson County Fair here in the greater Nashville area, right? You pay money to go in. You expect people to serve you. I don't readily think, huh, how can I serve those people that I'm actually paying to serve me? And yet, this serve those who serve you has literally messed with me in the best way. Because now, for the last month, every single time I've engaged with someone who is serving me, this sticky statement comes into my mind, serve those who serve you. And now it's, can I stop by Starbucks? Do I have enough time? $5 gift card, $10 gift card to give to this flight attendant on this flight to say, hey, I know that you give of yourself all day long. Thank you for serving us so well, right? There, that's totally unexpected. Um, the gathering, this org group does uh, the love on stages, how you serve that to cast members. Like they give you all these different ideas to do to the cast members, little cards of encouragement, little gift cards, little this, little that. And I've been taking those ideas and going, how can I do that for the waitress, right? The flight attendant, for the person who is picking me up in the economy lot, who is taking me to the terminal at the Nashville airport. What can I do to serve them because they're serving me? And it's been fun to pitch this to my family and have my kids be thinking through this. And literally over the last month, when we have been served, we've been asking the question, how can we serve those who are serving us? And once again, we are experiencing it is more blessed to give than to receive. And so friends, I pray that this statement would just resonate with you, be on the forefront of your mind when you get specifically in those situations where someone is serving you and you go, how can I serve those who are serving me? What can you do? How can you take the way of Jesus and live it deeper and more intentionally in order to love and serve and to give to people and in the process experience the joy that you receive as a result of doing it. So friends, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And may you walk out this text well in your life.